Hello, Pastor Lisa Bates Froyland here from Redeemer Lutheran Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome to our fourth season of the Redeemer Lives, Redeemer Lives podcast, a more portable way to take in the weekly preaching and music here at Redeemer. This season, we weather the winter months together. Join us as we prepare for Christmas in December and get to know Jesus through scripture and song in January, February, March, and then head toward a crescendo in April with a retelling of Jesus's death and resurrection. Imagine that, a religion founded on the promise that new life can emerge from death. And lucky us here in Wisconsin, because nature will be showing us this truth at the very same time. And now, the prospect of doing this is terrifying to me, as it was when I was a teenager. Uh, I, I honestly and earnestly uh, would pray to God some Sunday mornings, Lord, will you please come now, <laughs> before the eight o'clock service? Just come and, and be in the world, and, and then we don't need to worship at the worship service. I was so, so frightened. I'm glad to be among friends this morning as I attempt uh, the piano today. Well, Happy New Year again to all of you here gathered. Happy New Year 2023. And the question perhaps in your heart today is how will God show up in your life this year? As God has been faithful in the past, how will God show up in your life this year? Some of you I know have surgeries upcoming and planned, or journeys and trips, or who knows what other things you may know are on the, on the horizon. Um, what does God know of what will happen for you this year? Secondarily, how will God bless and challenge this congregation? Because I know they always come in pairs, the blessings and the challenges. We had both a blessing and a challenge in this last week with the gift of so many winter clothing items uh, from New Threads of Hope that a gathering, a pretty substantial gathering of people came together and sorted and uh, prepared to be shared in our neighborhood. There will be other blessings and challenging challenges this year. It may feel as if it is a rough start for our shared life together here in the United States, uh, beginning with the winter storm of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and how it impacted other cities to our east, wreaked havoc with travel plans, and then there is this ongoing, ongoing triple-demic of illnesses, the RSV, the flu, and of course COVID. It seems a rough start to 2023. Blessed be a God who empathizes with our suffering. This is what is unique about our Christian faith. There are a lot of things, values, that are in common with other world traditions of faith. But Christianity is unique in that God comes into human existence in the form of the baby Jesus and suffers with us, does not glide through easily um, as one would think a God could do. Everything does not go swimmingly, easily, majestically, or triumphantly. 
Indeed, the Carrie of Christ was unwed. That was a problem. She didn't get to deliver the child in her home, surrounded by people who she knew to help her. She traveled in that late stage of her pregnancy and could not find a guest house open. She was surrounded by animals and stunned shepherd strangers. And now today, we mark the visit from astrologers. They seem nice enough. They sure didn't seem part of the plan when the angel had first talked to Mary about what was ahead for her. And then they still can't go home after this visit. They are on the run again to a strange land under the threat of murder. That's a rough start. And you know, as you look, who's on Team Jesus in the beginning? Shepherds? Common, everyday people? Angels? Perhaps some people couldn't even perceive those angels. And the animals, probably on Jesus' side, but they're not talking. And now, these magi, the astrologers. And I don't know if you've heard all this before, but the Bible does not say there were three. Um, the original text does not say anything about them being wise. And in fact, culturally, compared to the scribes and the religious and the political powers, they were thought of as kind of daffy, <clears throat> kind of odd. Um, a little bit the way I think about astrology now, although my daughters think that it's very important that they are Geminis and that means something to them. Astrology now is on a high rise again with younger generations in terms of where is the authority for our present and our future. But in that stage, they were three astrologers who read the stars and came with this pronouncement and question, where would your Messiah be born? Because we think that it has happened. Who is against Jesus? King Herod of the Jews, put into power and maintained there by the Roman Empire. And the scripture says today, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. Jerusalem was frightened as well about the possibility of a Messiah, or were they frightened of Herod's reaction to the possibility that a Messiah had been born? None of them Nobody was throwing a birthday party for Jesus in Bethlehem, in the courts. Herod was intimidated by the possibility that these astrologers are bringing up to them, the Messiah. Because as we know, a man who knows his power is not legitimate in his heart of hearts is easily threatened and usually dangerous, murderous. We can think of historical and even present examples of this. Herod consults those who know his own faith better than he does, the scribes. What do the ancient scriptures say about this Messiah? They say Bethlehem would be the place, the kingdom of Judah would be the source. So after meeting with Jesus and his family, these magi, they can tell something's up. They do not return to Herod. The deranged king orders the killing of all the male babies and toddlers in town. 
I don't know what you've pictured about the number of those. We call this part of the lesson, the slaughter of the innocents. Likely, it was between eight and 15 young lives that were lost um, during that killing because there were about 600 people in Bethlehem at that time. Even today, the population of Bethlehem is not even 30,000. Every life is precious to God, though. So the eight to 15 also is a massacre. Jesus evaded that early death because his father did, as Pastor Mike said last week, the next faithful thing that God asked of him. Get up, take your family and skedaddle to Egypt. And so they did. Is this the kind of story you would expect about a powerful God's entrance onto the stage of humanity? Probably not. And it's an even sharper difference between the idealized holidays that we are supposed to be having right now and the reality. It's a rough start. It's a rough start. But you know, so what? It's a rough start. When has a rough start done anything but make the coming blessings that much sweeter? To prime us for gratitude when the pathway does even out, even for a little while. To encounter an unexpected kindness and treasure it. To show us that when God shows up, God shows up in ways that are real and gritty. The way that we need God. So the powerful are not with Jesus, especially not at first. We've got gobsmacked shepherds, angels that probably many could not perceive, animals who were valued for their work, their meat or their milk, and these dippy astrologers who somehow knew that this baby deserved worship and gifts when his own earthly king did not and would not. Have you been reading about Merry Christmas Jay of Buffalo, New York? Anybody read this story yet? Merry Christmas Jay? Oh, goody. This will be fresh for you then. When the storm hit Buffalo, and you know it hit it really, really hard, a man named Jay got a phone call from a friend saying, my car has clonked out. Can you come and rescue me? And he said, sure. So he got into his four-wheel drive truck to go find him. Well, he never did reach there because he skidded out and he couldn't see anywhere in front of him. So he's running his truck. He had a quarter tank of gas. And then he started to see other people who were not clothed for the weather. Nobody should have been out in that blizzard condition. And he kept opening his truck door for them to come into the cab as well and try to stay warm and try to stay alive. A few hours passed. He was running out of gas and then he saw that he was near a school. And in the tradition of Lutherans that we call sinning boldly, to sin boldly, he decided he needed to break into that school. And so he did, he took a piece from his truck, he clonked through the, uh, the window there, broke in, the alarms were sounding, and he ended up that he uh, saved 24 lives. They all kept coming to the door, kept, and he said, there's room, there's room, come in. They broke into the kitchen, and they found some food. They used the bathrooms, and he left them a note behind, and he said, uh, 
I'm so sorry. I'm terribly sorry, the note says, that I broke into the school, but I had to do it to save all these people. And he signed it, Merry Christmas, Jay. And they didn't know for sure who this guy was. They found out later. And he said the beginning of that story was that when it was just him, he went from house to house, knocking on doors, saying, hey, I will pay you $500 if you will just let me sleep on your floor tonight. And he was rejected again and again and again. So at the end of all that, that was a rough start to the night. He said, I am grateful for that rough start because if I had been sleeping on someone's floor, those 24 people would not have been saved. Incredible. How is 2023 starting out for you? I'm wondering. Another tradition besides whether things start out smoothly or not smoothly for your holidays is this notion of resolutions, right? It's the first day. You've started out well by coming to worship. <laughs> You're doing really, really well. Um, resolutions are, of course, our human attempt at control. <laughs> if we make a promise to what? Ourselves, the universe, maybe a spouse, that something's going to change this year, that somehow it will. Indeed, discipline is a gift. It is. And when you break down on one discipline, there's nothing to say you can't take up another, because it does feel good to have some discipline in your life. You do them as long as they are useful and take up a new approach along the way. Won't be long before Lent starts. We can start all over again. Thank God that our God is a God of second and third and fourth chan uh, chances. Does God want you to uh, resolve to always pick up your clothes from the floor before you go to bed at night, to lose some weight, anything else? Well, when I visited my dad last time in central Minnesota, I saw an index card near where he does his morning devotions. And on that index card were verses from 1 Thessalonians. I said, Dad, why is this here? And he said, well, I read recently that uh, the people of Thessalonica were asking the Apostle Paul, you know, now that we're not going to follow the Jewish faith the way we did before, that had a lot of rules. It was really specific what we were supposed to do. What are we supposed to do now as followers of Jesus Christ? And this was the answer. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You may notice, hey, don't I have a blue slip of paper that was given to me when I came in this morning? <clears throat> I made that for you, that if you so choose, you can carry that with you during 2023 so you know what God and Jesus expects from you this year. It's not that demanding, but it is demanding. And the function of that First Thessalonians passage is to build up resilience honestly. Walking and pursuing gratitude is the most resilient, faithful practice there is. But I couldn't stop with the New Testament. I had to flip over and bring you something from the Old Testament as well. And of course, it's Micah 6, 8. What does the Lord require of you? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God. 
A function of this is obedience and an acknowledgement that there is something more powerful than you, <laughs> more powerful than me, and it is God. How do we obey God through these things? So I resolve this year to walk humbly with my God. You may make a resolution that's inspired by these verses as well. Have you had a rough start? Did you have a rough start in life? God is with you. God knows all about rough starts. Are you having a rough middle of your life? God knows that too. The middle of Jesus' life was also fraught. A rough ending? Lo, God is with us always to the end of the age, and the end is resurrection. The end is no pain, no suffering. The end is complete union with God. So it may be a rough start. Know that God is with you, and we are on the way. Amen. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me down. Gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Think I can make it now, the pain is gone. All of the bad feelings have disappeared. Here is the rainbow I have been praying for. Gonna be a bright, yes, a bright, sunshiny day. Look all all around. Look all around. There's nothing but blue skies. Look straight ahead. Nothing but blue skies. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all the obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me down. Gonna be a bright, a bright, sunshiny year. I said it's gonna be a bright, yes, a bright, sunshiny day. Look all around, nothing but blue skies. There we go. Look straight ahead, nothing but blue skies. I can see clearly now the rainbow's pain is gone. All of 
the bad feelings have disappeared Here is that rainbow I have been praying for Gonna be a bright, a bright sunshiny day Gonna be a bright, yes a bright sunshiny day I can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all the obstacles in my way gone are the dark clouds that had me down it's gonna be a bright, oh, a bright, sunshiny day, oh, gonna be a bright, yes, a bright, sunshiny day. I can see clearly now the pain is gone. I'll, all of the bad feelings have disappeared. Here is that rainbow I have been praying for. Gonna be a bright, a bright, oh, sunshiny day. Said it's gonna be a bright, yes, a bright, sunshiny day. Oh, it's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. And there you have it, a sermon and a song. Hope you are inspired, fortified, challenged by these podcasts, and also willing to donate to support our ministry here in the heart of Milwaukee. Online, go to www.redeemermilwaukee.org. An old-fashioned paper check means no fees. The entire gift supports the ministry here. Send a check to Redeemer Church, 631 North 19th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53233. Our Fearless and Faithful Capital Campaign invites anyone to help us with financial contributions, big or small, to make our physical home at the corner of 19th Street and Wisconsin Avenue ready and able to worship, for education, and especially for outreach in decades to come. Information on Fearless and Faithful can be found at the website www. RedeemerMilwaukee.org. Until next time, may our gracious God increase your hope, strengthen your faith, deepen your capacity for love, and grant you peace.